Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, who also in 2004 to 2005 directed four episodes of the television series Summerland. Oh, I didn't know where you were going. Oh, and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. I always love watching your reaction. I'm like, Um, what is, what are you going to pull out of the hat this time? I know, you have no clue. Summerland. (laughs) I love Summerland. Tell me about that briefly. It was a show on the WB back when... You know, Dawson's Creek was on the WB and all those teenage soapy kind of shows. Yeah. And this one was set in this fictional town of Summerland, California, where it was a surf town and it starred um, Lori Loughlin, who was on Full House and, uh, you know, has done a thousand things. Where'd you film? Where'd you film at? We filmed at Raleigh Hollywood Studios. So right across the street from Paramount Studios. Yeah. Uh, But what about the beach scenes? Where did you guys film those at? We filmed those at Leo Carrillo, which... Leo Carrillo State Beach, yeah. Yeah, very popular, very popular beach. Is that Um, where Baywatch filmed a lot of their stuff too, probably? Leo Carrillo? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But in terms of, okay, let's say, how many days... Speaking of Baywatch, that's so funny you say that, because Carmen Electra came on Summerland, and I remember I was filming a beach scene... And she wanted Carmen Electra wanted to wear her Uggs in the beach. She was supposed to be out for a run or something like barefoot run on the beach. Yeah. And I was like, it just doesn't fit this show. And she goes, I wore these all the time on Baywatch. Like this is what we did. And I was like, yeah, Uggs on the beach. Like this is a more kind of natural, you know, not fashiony. It was supposed yeah. to be down to earth. So uh, you vetoed her. I be, she was mad at me too. <laughs> Carmen Electra was mad. Like how mad? She was mad. She Did was. We call you names. <laughs> I can't remember. She was mad. <laughs> yeah, I, I never met her, but I was behind her in line at the uh, check-in at Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas back in the day yeah. when I was going in the late nineties. She was in line, and what I realized was she is not tall at no, all no I mean, tiny carmen alexa is hobbit four sized. foot ten yeah she's if she's five feet i'd be shocked i would say four 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 nine four, eight, or something four, nine. yeah i just i was shocked i was like oh my yeah. goodness so, yeah okay but anyway. other than that experience you yes. enjoyed it i love summerland Aww. i was yes i was heartbroken when that show went off because i was yeah. i i came in late in season one and then did one episode and then I did three episodes in their season two, but then that was it. They only did two seasons. And it sounds oh. like they liked you too. They yeah. enjoyed your. Yeah, it was a good fit. Yeah. Good fit. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Well, thank you for sharing that with everyone and yeah, myself. Sure. I yeah. always enjoy Good times, hearing. good memories. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this week's episode. Yes, and, let's do. Yeah. So this week we are watching and recapping the episode Inside Man. Okay. Inside right, Man. Then. So let's go and watch this episode, and we will come right back with our recap and discussion of Inside Man. And for our Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Hey, everyone. We're back from watching Inside Man. And yes, we yeah, are. Not all the men stayed inside. There was not even a planet with people that had to stay inside. No. but We were just... Basically okay. on the ship. But we got uh, to see Earth a little bit. We did. We got, I got to see my father. You got to see Admiral, Admiral Paris. Yeah. Paris. Admiral Paris. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's start off with our poetry synopsis. And let's do. Yeah, let's here do. we go. Here's my haiku for Inside Man. Okay. Hollow Reg arrives. Ferengi greed is to blame. Escape pot empty. <laughs> oh haikus yeah, haikus are so them. nice they're just <laughs> simple and yeah okay here we go with our limerick not quite this simple but we'll see and there's some imperfections in my rhymes but it, it, it it'll have to do explain right. it robbie just do yeah, it it's a limerick here we go yeah. okay For inside man mm-hmm. barkley has created a hollow composite 
to help Voyager get out of the Delta Quadrant. Harry wants to go home a lot. The Ferengi plan starts to rot. And the lesson is that cheaters never profit. Oh, look at that. So it's like, the yeah, composite and profit are good, but my quadrant rhyme was close, not, you know. But I'm it's going to let it go. It's like, it's, it's yeah. like horseshoes. It is. Close is good enough. <laughs> okay. So this episode, Inside Man, written not by Brian Fuller, like I thought, or who did you think wrote it? Ken Biller? Biller, yeah. No, it's Robert Doherty. It's Bob Doherty. I was going to say that name. I was get, I was like, no, I'm not going to go with Doherty this time. You love Doherty. Usually, I love Doherty. I know. And I I don't remember Doherty as well as you. And I definitely didn't remember that he wrote as many scripts late in the show yeah, as, he did. as this. He wrote a mm-hmm. lot of scripts. Sure did. So Bob Doherty wrote it. Alan yep. Craker directed uh, it. I, I got that job. one. Good job. Nice. Uh, all right, uh, guest stars. We'll bang through them. So yeah. Dwight Schultz again. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his performance is always great. We've talked about him before. Mm-hmm. Richard Hurd, my father. Your pops. Um, yeah, uh, they were both in the Pathfinder episode previously on our show. Um, hey, have, have you ever referred to him as Papa Paris? Papa Paris. Papa Ooh, I Paris. Like Papa nice. Paris. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, we have. Richard McGonagall as Pete Harkins. That's Dwight Schultz's uh, good buddy. He was also in Pathfinder. So again, another repeat. Mm -hmm. Um, One of our new actors is Sharice Baker Bernard, who played Leosa. Oh, she kind of reminds me of like a blonde Nicole DeBoer from Deep Space Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was Mm. was great. Sharice Baker Bernard. Her first job was a TV movie in 1983 called Bill on His Own with Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney played, uh, <laughs> I think, like a special needs older man who needed to be on his own or something. So that's what it <laughs> the looked minute like. You said that title. I just thought Bill Shatner. <laughs> the entire uh, film was about Bill Shatner on his own. Bill oh, on his own. Bill on his own. That was her first job. We have our three Ferengi. And it was hard to tell which was which in those scenes, to be quite honest. I did. Okay. I could tell who Nunk was because he was the boss. Nunk so I could was sometimes the main, tell. Yeah. yeah, he was the main guy. So Nunk was played by Michael William Rivkin. And his first job was in 1989 in a B-movie called The Freeway Maniac. That what? was his first job. Michael the Freeway William Maniac? Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like, like a, it sounds like um, from the same people that brought you Toxic Avenger, Troma yes, Films. Exactly. Freeway Maniac. Our other two Ferengi were uh, Yegi and Gegis. Yegi was Christopher Nyman. Uh, his first job was in 1998, right before this, not long before this. Uh, on the X-Files, he was oh. the first, first carpool man was his character. Oh, Okay. Um, and Gegas was played by Frank Corsentino. And his first job, he was an older, he was by far the oldest of this Ferengi group, Frank Corsentino. His first job was on Gilligan's Island in 1965. Yes. Uh, okay, well then that would have been Nunk then. Nunk is the oldest of all of them. You can tell that he, there's one elder you would statesman think so, amongst the but three. that's not how he's credited. He's, he's not credited, credited as Nunk? No, that's that, maybe the credits got wrong. I think because they even, got messed up. That doesn't make well, sense. But Frank you, you do agree with me. Yeah. yeah, you would think that he's the oldest one. Right. Frank, Frank Corsentino, uh, unfortunately, passed away in 2007. Oh, I think he was about 65 years old. So a young man, mm-hmm. you know, um, but Gilligan's Island was his first job in 1965. That's amazing. What, what what role was he credited as in Gilligan's? Did it say he, he played the native? So I guess he oh, was he's like one of the on okay. The, he's one of the natives on the on the island that that uh, they encounter every now and yes, then. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Love it. We also have, of course, Marina Sirtis playing yes. Deanna Troy, and mm-hmm. we all know and love her. Yeah, so there's our guest stars. 
Awesome. There you go. Okay, so let me jump right into this. So we have an exterior space shot of Voyager moving very slowly at impulse across the screen. We have a captain's log talking about how the last month's data stream never arrived. So everyone's really looking forward to this month's data stream. We don't know the reason why last month's data stream didn't mm -hmm. arrive, but uh, everyone's really excited about this current data stream mm -hmm. then we move to the corridor and we see harry kim walking down and paris jumps in to kind of chat with harry about the new data stream and he's wondering what the holdup is about yeah and harry's got a coffee in his hand i never see yeah, harry with a no, coffee no can we just talk about that very quickly um yeah i i unlike robert picardo was not a fan of props. I hated props. I didn't want to <laughs> hold props. I never wanted to hold. I just wanted just to be yes, able to. Be I remember that. And my dialogue. And I just, you know, Alan's like, hey, I want I want Harry to hold a coffee mug while he's walking. And I'm like, oh, please don't make me do this. And I, I just did it because the th number one thing is I don't want to match continuity if I'm drinking. You know what I'm saying? I don't yeah. want to think about that. I just want to think about the acting. I don't want to think about, oh, did I did I lift the cup to my mouth before I said that one line? Or did I, you know, I don't want to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's very unusual to see you with props. Very much um, so. Yeah, you had a, a coffee in your hand. Yeah. And basically, Harry has gotten some new, you know, data stream. It mm. just came in at two in the morning or something. And Tom right. wants his mail. Tom's like, hey. He wants it bad. Yeah, Tom seems to really want his mail for some reason. For some weird reason. Yeah, he's super yeah. eager. But the holdup regarding this transmission being downloaded is because there is a very large something is it's a larger transmission than usual so something yeah. is going on where the download is still happening and yeah. i will say after i say trust me and i walk into the astrometrics you yeah. give me this look which is just like uh whatever you get this really funny look i, I just wondered what nice. you were doing what were I you have doing no what idea you, okay <laughs> i don't know just checking with you. Um, Tom's always giving Harry crap. So yes, okay, it but could be over anything. Like, hurry up, dude. Come on. Yeah. Slow, fine. slow poke. Fine. I did think that this uh, walking shot in the hallway, it obviously was done off the dolly rolling down the carpet and it was a little bumpy. Really? And, yeah. It wait, felt wait, a little wait. bumpy to the point of distraction. Just a little, it had like a little chatter in it. And I, Wow. I, wish that, I wish they had used a steady cam or something because sometimes they would roll down the hallway with us on these walking scenes on the dolly. Right. But they wouldn't wouldn't lay down like um, you know, dolly track or or boards or anything. So why wouldn't just... they lay the boards down? The, the, well then I you'd mean, the see dolly it. track. If you were if you were oh, backing shoot. up, you'd yeah. see it. You, you would see that. You're right. So huh. uh yeah, okay. so so anyway, I thought that was a little bumpy. I also yeah. thought I looked a little tired in this scene. I don't oh, know why. I, I, I didn't like, notice that. Okay. But you felt tired. it though. I yeah. felt it. Yeah. I'm sure you were dealing with, you know, the rigors of being a dad of three at that point. I so, guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, we go into oh, astrometrics. astrometrics. Yes. Yes. Um, seven has discovered what has hindered the download. It's a hologram. Harry yes. says that the transceiver wasn't designed to store photonic data. So he will have to get it out of there before it degrades. So he decides to tie the transceiver into the holodex pattern buffer, which freaks seven of nine out. She's like, hey, yes. those are incompatible systems. What are you thinking? This is going to be fried relays left and right. But Harry doesn't care. And so yeah. he goes ahead and does it. There's a huge bang. And yeah. or seven is annoyed. And Harry's like, but I saved the hologram. So that's what counts. That's all we want to, you know, that's well, all we want to maybe game. that's what counts maybe it's all your fault <laughs> if you think about it that way maybe we could have all died but yes, yeah maybe seven uh, was right yeah. um we, we the go to the holiday go to the holodeck next janeway's there with yep. harry and seven yep and they they start up this program that that starfleet apparently has sent them hmm. and it is reg barkley yeah and He's got a whole new attitude. Oh, he's yeah. like, this, this is the Mr. confident, yes, Reg, right? Mr. Yeah. Smooth. Oh, I love his line when he, where he goes, I am a walking, talking, interactive, problem solving hologram. Yes, it was like, Yes, oh, Mr. Smooth is here. Yes, he's even just more confident than, than the doctor, I'd say. Oh, yeah, right, but, yeah, confident and just friendly and charming and. And yeah. uh yeah, Dwight Schultz in this yeah. episode, I think is fantastic. Yeah, like, he did such a great job. And and so his 
hologram comes up and says, Oh, I've been looking forward to working with you, Harry and seven. Mm-hmm. And sorry that, you know, letters from home didn't get here. My program took up all the space, but you may be seeing your loved ones face to face in a few days. So that's the big, you know, the big re- news the reveal. Is, it's like, Hey, yeah. look at this. So, yeah. He says in three days, yeah. Voyager's going to pass grid 898. We're going to pass by this red giant. He starts explaining. I love this dialogue, the way he does it, because it's very techno babble heavy. Yeah. You're, you're talking about after the credits, right? The credits. Roll, yeah. After the credits, the we come yep. back and he starts mm-hmm. explaining, you know, that we're going to pass this uh, grid 898 and we're going to pass this red giant. And he sort of yeah. holds his hands out. Yeah. And I love how he sort of used his hands to Communicate. explain something mm-hmm. that was really complicated. I could relate to because I'm not a techno babble fan. Right. And right. I don't follow it as a viewer. I don't follow it. So having him sort of his Mr. Smooth version explaining this in like a childlike way. Yes. I thought was so great. I totally bought it. So I'm going to say instead of mansplaining, he was hand explaining. Yes, he was. Which really helped. Yes. In talking about geodesic folds. And yeah, a lot of this yes. techno babble can, it can... It can turn your mind into mush and try yeah, to understand if, what's going on. If I try on. to listen yeah. to what he's saying, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of it's all of it's not all of it's made up, but a lot of it's made up. And so I just yeah. found his his delivery of it was some of the best I've ever seen. Just Most for me definitely. to follow. Yes, for the viewer. layman, for the average layman to understand. Yeah. But we understand at the very end of this that Janeway is excited about this. And she says, listen, Reg, if we're going to attempt this, you will need access to areas without hollow emitters. And Reg says, I have just the solution. And of course, we now go into sickbay where the doctor is handing over his mobile emitter to Reg. I want to say with Janeway going, you're going to need access to parts of the ship, you know, you yeah. can't normally travel. I immediately right. thought, Red flag. this is suspicious. If you yeah. have to let this hologram yeah. do things that he's not supposed to be, you know, mm. normally be doing, yeah. Maybe you should run some security checks on him first. Right. I just felt like, and that's globally, I felt like Janeway acted very much out of character. Like yeah, taking but- risks in ways that, and, and I have a solve for this later when we talk about a missing oh, scene okay. and bonus material. And okay. I have a solve I- for how I think this could have been fixed beautifully Okay, and tied it back more to our character's but anyway, we'll talk right. about that I, in the I'm going to defend Janeway. Material. I'm going to defend Janeway because I'm just going to say we have been receiving this monthly mail grab, you know, this transmission yeah. on a regular basis. Who except is last going to, month? Except last month, and he explains it. He says, "Well, they tried to send an unabridged version of my hologram, but that totally degraded the transmission where it didn't come through, and so now this is the abridged version of my hologram." And so he explained it. Pretty clearly, and I don't think Janeway has any suspicion about this because it is part of the regular monthly thing, except for last month's not yeah, not receiving that message, right? So I, I don't think that her her spidey senses are, are are tingling. What did what did Ronald Reagan say? He said, "Trust but verify." Hmm. Back in the old Soviet Union days, I yeah. feel like Janeway could have trusted, but she didn't do much verifying. No, Normally there is no does. verification. So okay, yeah. you have a valid point there. Yeah. Valid point. Anyway, all okay. right. Um, so, but the, I love the, I love the scene in Sick Bay when, when, at the end of that scene, when, oh yeah, where uh, he's, yeah, he's like, I'd really like to get to know you. Him out. Yeah, I, and then, uh, and he's like, yes, he's if got I have a, time, I'll he's be got back. a hologram friend. Yes. He's got like a a hologram friend finally. Yes. But as the doors of sick bay are closing, his little Bob's little face is sticking out, kind of yeah. askew, and he's you like, know where to you know where me. to find me? And it, I just thought that that the way he played that was very funny and very true to who the doctor is at this point, you know, in the series. Yeah. And really, um, he did a really good job. It was a very quick scene, but I really loved yeah. what Robert Picardo did in that scene. Yeah, 1,000%. I agree. Okay. I agree. But basically, in that scene, he gives Reg, the hologram, his mobile emitter. So now yeah, the doctor's yeah. stuck in sickbay, yep. but Reg can move everywhere. Anywhere he and wants to, yeah. We go to the briefing room and Reg mm-hmm. is laying out his whole plan for yeah. 
for what's going to happen. It's a very funny. I love his performance in this. It's just <laughs> dramatic. And it's like, you know, he's taking charge. I, Reg is hilarious. He's so funny. Seven does suggest using Borg technology to help out with this uh, plan that's about to happen. But yeah, Reg start go in that monologue. He goes into talking oh about gosh. the miracle ship and everything. It's just, yes. it's sort of like the, the, the speech in henry v like you know just let's get the troops on board here and, and get everyone yeah. excited about what we're about to do so yeah i did notice that i was playing very skeptical in this scene yes you did that's what you I, played the entire episode so understandable. Uh, yes. yep i played very skeptical i yep. love that neelix doesn't get an assignment he's like raising his hand like hey can i can i help can hey. i have an assignment and reg <laughs> says well the crew's going to be working super hard yeah. they're going to need an experienced morale officer and then neelix is you can count on me yeah i just love i do I love it was a fun Good. scene yeah fun scene with neelix uh the the briefing room session ends and now mm -hmm. we're in the corridor and tom is basically playing the skeptic he's telling harry to temper his expectations mm -hmm. don't you know every time we try to find a shortcut before this it blows it, up in our face it blows up in our faces and i just love how i i'm you know i bought into reg barkley entirely i'm sitting here oh yeah spouting out his, the miracle ship you know that and mm -hmm. i i'm shocked that they didn't they didn't reshoot that scene because the emotion that i put in that line you know typically when we're a little bit too excited about something that's when we get that little memo is like no that's too much emotion so i i'm glad that got to get that that was left in i know i love i liked it the one thing i'll say is i'm sure we shot both of these walking hallway scenes back to back yeah i'm sure we did they scheduled it so we probably shot that earlier scene first yes and then, and then shot this one right after because it's yeah. the same hallway the same walking coverage so I did think about that, but yeah. um, I, and I like how how Alan left it. Like he let us kind of go off off screen, and, and yeah. with that final line, you know, just his blocking. I enjoyed it. My slight annoyance with you. Uh, yeah. I think we played that really well. You know, is that interaction between us? I will say when you bring up um, Alan Craker, yeah, I and all the fans know this. Alan is one of my favorite directors. Yes. I think he's he does some of the most interesting blocking and, and the way he shoots the show. Mm -hmm. But this one doesn't seem like top game Alan Craker to me. I'll be honest. Mm. This one seems a little bit uh, more just typical. And I was surprised at that. I mm. kept looking at some of these scenes and just thinking, wow, I usually Alan would do something more. Mm just a little more and there was not a, a lot of more in this for him. So I still well, love him. I still think he's an awesome director. I just wouldn't call this his best episode in my yeah. opinion. And as human beings, we're all allowed yep. one episode or one job that we didn't do our best work in. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. okay with it. Still. Totally. Yeah. It's still a, it's still a great episode. I yeah. really enjoyed it, but I just, when you mentioned his name, I, I wanted to, say that. that up that was yeah. my takeaway is yeah. like but i mean i can okay. see what you're saying i can see what you're saying because it's i okay yeah i when i was watching the show i kept missing who the director was i kept not seeing the credit so when you uh, my first time learning that it was Craker was you saying it was Craker in oh, this really? recording yes because oh. i didn't i didn't even see it and i was a little bit shocked i was like oh really because it didn't seem I know. like our typical alan Craker right? um episodes so, i yeah, know you're right you're right about that but that could have been any number of things you know because that yes. and typically when we don't put in our best work as actors and directors i believe it has something to do with our personal lives and you know who knows what was going on in alan's yeah. life at the time so you don't yeah. know yeah all right so now we're in astrometrics yep and seven is showing reg her proposed board tech upgrades mm -hmm. but ultimately this scene kind of rambles on to the point where finally reg tells her that you know everyone is the most excited to see you an ex-borg who escaped the collective it gives hope to every person who's had a loved one who has been assimilated by the borg so this is the whole you know um rah rah you're gonna you're gonna be the most popular person on when you return home and you've got to you have to be involved in the the parties and the parades and then this there's going to be a lot of hoopla and at the end seven sort of resigns herself to say that yes i will join in on the hoopla 
is what she and, said. And it, and it does make sense in retrospect that mm. Reg is pumping her up the most yes. because the Ferengi want her. They don't yeah. care about anybody else. Right. So, so it, in reality, kind of what he's fits. saying, yes, what you he, are the what most popular with the Ferengi is what you yes. are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We only care about you. <laughs> Everyone else is nothing to us. Now we go to Starfleet headquarters for the first time. The Pathfinder we're, Lab. We're at the Pathfinder yes. Lab, the mm. Pathfinder Project at Starfleet headquarters. And we see the real Reg Barkley yeah. uh, working here. And yeah. He says in this scene that neither of his last two attempts have worked to get the Barclay hologram through. And I was like, wait, what? Because yeah. he's there. So right. for the first time, we start going, wait a minute. <laughs> and and I also love that Reginald Barclay was very different. The way that Dwight played the real Reginald Barclay, the sort of nervous, neurotic, not, not so much confidence, totally different than the Reg Barclay on voyager who's mr smooth it was just hollow reg hollow reg yeah hollow reg is very different and yeah. great performance by dwight but he does go up on the monitor and he's and he shows he says look where the data stream ended mm. in the same exact spot both times mm -hmm. but they couldn't find anything out of the ordinary there so they're just confused right. like why does it keep stopping right here yeah and pete and, pete the boss yeah. man basically says look you know let's just Let's just move on from this. It just, it mm -hmm. clearly didn't work. It, maybe the hologram was too, it was too much to transmit. And yeah. basically the, the the transmission degraded and it just never got there. So he's yeah. chalking it up to just, hey, it just didn't work. Yeah. And yeah. he's chalking it up to like, well, Barkley, you're trying to do something too complicated. Yeah. That's the problem. That's it's the it's issue. your fault. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep it simple. Just letters from home next time. Let's not yeah. add any hologra holographic uh, matrix to, uh, matrices yeah. to this transmission uh then there's a bit of a passage of time and now we're still in the pathfinder lab but now um his boss pete, pete yeah, is pete. giving a tour yeah pete harkins giving, yeah. giving a tour to about a half dozen little kids like <laughs> yes. little kids like yes. six seven year old kids which is so <laughs> funny that you're bringing these you know yeah first first graders through it's yeah, a they little... didn't get you didn't get any of their names any of these little kids that were talking oh, i did not yeah no. okay but he asked these kids, Pete asked the kids, what do they know about the races, you know, in the Delta Quadrant? Yeah. And the kids, I was shocked. They're like, you know, six-year-olds. And all yeah. of a sudden they go, Talaxian. Yeah, they know it <laughs> And they know it. I was like, they boy, these it. kids in the future are smart. They um, are. They say, Talaxian, Ocompan. And then you hear Reg from off camera. Yeah. Dwight Schultz going, Org. <laughs> and he runs in and scares the kids off. But he, he thinks that the Borg have intercepted the transmission. And yes. Pete is like, stop, you're losing, you're losing your, you know, your marbles here. You need a break. I, and I love when Pete asks him, he says, how much vacation time do you have? And, yeah. and he's like, well, I, I have a little, like how much? 50 or 60 days. <laughs> yes. Yes. He hasn't even he's used never anything. Taken yeah, he never takes nothing. a vacation. And so, so Pete says, take him. a week. <laughs> yeah, he's like, take a week. Why don't yeah. you go to, I got a friend with a, place in malaysia on cousins, the beach you it's go there. cousin actually cousin's beach house in yes. malaysia. yeah <laughs> reg has somewhere you know he's got a place in mind suddenly he's like wait a minute i have somewhere else in mind <laughs> yes um we go, we go back to voyager there's a space flyby yeah we're in sick bay and hollow reg is with the doctor and i just made another note super cool vibes from from reg <laughs> he was just a great contrast from the one that's having a breakdown and needs to go on vacation right to this one who's so confident was great. This might be his um, best episode of Star Trek. I think it is. Yeah, I agree. This right? is I mean, just best. to show that yes. the, the complete difference between hollow reg and real reg is so it was, I think uh, it is so good. So and good. it's heartbreaking sometimes on the on the real side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. super creepy yeah um yeah it's great but in this scene basically what's happening is the doctor says that the inoculation treatments that the crew are supposed to get to help um offset mm -hmm. this radiation they're not effective enough and reg says well the inoculations are meant to be used in conjunction with the shield modifications so this is his reasoning and, and the doctor is still very skeptical and he's like yeah. well okay if you say so and then he starts talking about golf about how he really wants to be able to to play some golf and maybe he can 
get that mobile emitter back to play a round or two and and then give it back to Reg, Hollow Reg, but Hollow Reg is very quick to basically say, yeah, okay, yeah, maybe, and I'll see you later, and leaves again with mm-hmm. the mobile emitter, mm-hmm. much to the doctor's yeah, consternation. He, he basically says, uh, yes, if the day goes smoothly, consider it yours, and he right. leaves. Right. And, that, and then the doctor's <laughs> line is, I, I thought, thought it was mine. mine. <laughs> I thought it was mine. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Um, Astrometrics. We're in Astrometrics. The transceiver yeah. is now repaired, and Reg wants to add a progress report to Janeway's reply back to Lieutenant Barkley at the Pathfinder mm-hmm. lab. And uh, Harry and, and uh, is it Torres there too? I think Torres is in there too. Yeah. Yes. It's and, yeah, uh, Bolana so, and Reg working on the uh, the response. The transceiver's right. been repaired. And Harry, too. And Harry arrives and Reg says he wants to add something to the progress report. He lays his pad down yeah. on, it looks like a charger. Like, you know, the cell phone chargers where yes. you lay your, lay your phone down. That's what it looked now. like. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. Like they okay. were, they were they invented that 20 years before we had the the uh right you know contact chargers right but they send everything out we yep. go um we go out to space we see voyager for a minute we go to the pathfinder like the midas uh, array was that the, what that was the midas array yeah, yeah. and then That's also the fringy yeah. ship are you okay with this sort of because remember that episode we reviewed and it, it tried to show you know the distance between voyager and earth and you were not happy about it was that. confusing this was confusing this was also confusing i, I like had the to other go one. Oh, yeah i had to rewatch it i'm like okay we're with voyager then it goes to the space shot with the uh, midas array yeah and and some probe sort of detaching from it yeah and then suddenly we're at a red giant and there's a ferengi ship right nearby i was just like where are we it's okay. i know the intention well, was yeah the intention was watch this the transmission geography. goes from here to there and then instead of getting to where it's supposed to go it's intercepted by the ferengi that's what i what yeah. they're trying to show but it was confusing uh, to it, you though it was a little confusing it okay. was a little confusing to me understood but Anyway, yes, this this reply is intercepted by the Ferengi ship by the Red Giant. Mm. Um, they started to play it, and they're like, "Fast forward through this." They, it was Janeway's <laughs> message first. They're like, "Fast, we don't care about this." Fast this forward. This is not important. This. And then they they get to Reg's additional response. That's yes. what they really want to see. Yes. And he basically says, "Everything's going forward as planned." Yeah. And then this this photo of seven appears, which was just I guess it's like a crew manifest or something, but it's like. Yeah, and one of the Frangy lackeys says, "Look at those hands! I'll bet she gives good umaks." <laughs> so uh, that's our little, yeah. you know. These guys are funny. All these yeah. Frangy were funny. Yeah. yeah, but we do learn that they did not estimate the amount of nanoprobes in Seven of Nine's body correctly. There's actually twenty yeah. percent more. There's three point six million nanoprobes inside her body, and which I each... didn't know that we ever knew that that there were that many. No, nanoprobes. we don't know that. But 3.6 million. We know from nanoprobe. Each nanoprobe will get six bars of latinum. Six times 3.6 million is what they stand to make in latinum off of that's a lot. That's a lot of latinum. A lot. Yeah. And they say, too bad she'll be dead when she gets here. So now we know that that radiation is pretty much going to kill her as she goes through. It's going to kill everybody. It's going to kill everyone. Yeah. Um, Next, we cut to randomly. A crane shot of a beach yeah like a resort it was so bizarre and by the way it was leo carrillo beach which is funny oh because gosh. didn't we talk about that in the we, we talked did. about leo carrillo in get... summerland oh because i asked you i said where did you film that and you said leo so carrillo. bizarre that's the exact same place it's the same beach summerland. that we did summerland that i directed that we talked about in the intro hey look at this this is where this we is were how the universe yeah. works robbie mcneil i talk yeah. about this in the beginning intro and it becomes what where we uh end up on this episode but what i will say is that yes. first establishing shot the wide shot there's no sun at no, all it was it's foggy. solely horrible and then later all the the close-up stuff with reg and troy there's sun yeah. everywhere so obviously that's the, the thing that happens up at leo Creo. we dealt yeah. with that on summerland I sh- yes. i've shot a bunch of stuff up there mm-hmm. i shot the oc up there yeah i've shot we've shot other star trek right. stuff around that beach so and that's also very indicative of los angeles which is yes. early morning you know kind Fog. of foggy just misty smoggy and then as the day goes on it clears up and the sun comes out that's pretty yeah. much what happened there too yeah it was a weird alien resort the mm-hmm. bathing suits were bizarre 
as yeah. usual. I yeah. felt for those poor extras. The, hey, the uh, alien guy looked good. The the guy holding the drinks, the yes. with the full um, you know, he had full application of makeup yeah. across his entire body. I thought he looked good. Yeah, so. he looked pretty good. Eventually we see someone in a in like a straw hat from behind. I'm yeah. starting to think this is you know, Barkley's uh, vacation that he was talking about. Yeah. And he approaches Deanna Troy, yeah. who is vacationing on this beach. And I, I want to know, why did they put that crazy blue sunblock on his nose? It to was be funny. So, it was just so <laughs> weird. Like, when do you think funny. in the future that they would have sunblock that is clear? Like, or... Or, no, or, or I, if they put the sunblock that we're used to, which is white, right? If they just did yeah. the white stuff on his nose, or but just they the chose white blue. Stuff. Yeah. And it was so perfectly put on by the makeup yeah. department. I was like, nobody I, puts on sunblock I, that clear. I'm going to say... It should have been sort of messy and just... I don't know. It this was is my feeling. This is my feeling. They didn't have the white that they needed. And they had all that blue that they put on that alien waiter. <laughs> Yeah. They were like, wait, let's use some of the blue we used on him and we'll stick that on Dwight's nose. And I think that's what they ended up doing. Maybe. Possibly. And also what else was weird is when he comes up and finds Deanna Troy. Yeah. I did like that that uh, Barkley was so paranoid. He had those crazy sunglasses yeah, on. Yeah. And at one point he's like, they might be watching. And he tilts up the sunglasses on the outside. And there's yeah. another layer of sunglasses. Underneath. Oh. <laughs> so he had like a double sunglass thing. He was, uh, it was funny to me that just that one little bit um, yeah, comedy so, with props. Was funny. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk about basically Troy asked, Oh, I remember last time seeing you at, at the party and you were yeah, so life happy. Was good. Yeah, life was good. You were dating LaForge, someone. Mm -hmm. LaForge was impressed with your work. You're dating somebody, Leosa. And yeah. then everything just kind of hit the fan for his life. But it's, she says she senses something. Yes. Suspicion, she says. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Barkley um, does reveal that he was recently dumped. And then Leo, what's her name? Leola? <laughs> Leola Root. Leola Root. Leosa. Oh, yeah. Leosa, Leosa Root. Yeah. Leosa Root just it dumped is... him recently. And then he says she disappeared. Yeah. And he's just, he's paranoid he's, that she may yeah. have stolen the the hologram she's behind the missing yeah she yeah. is somehow related to the disappearance of the hologram that's his yeah. belief that's his suspicion yeah. but i'm going to say that was quite envious of both uh marina sirtis and dwight schultz because they got to shoot that beach scene you know and i kind of feel like man that should have been reserved for the series regulars of Voyager. Why do the guest stars get to get go the on nice, the dad yeah. They ought to get the nice beach scene, and then we That's have a to beautiful be locked beach. on the... Yeah, I, I was not happy with that. Oh, yeah, I was bummed. Or left out Garrett. I was left out. Yeah. Again, again. It's okay. All right. Exterior space shot of Voyager. Yes. Right? Uh, Captain's log supplemental. Chat from Janeway there. Um, then we move to... We move into the mess hall where yes. Barkley is... Putting on a show, doing impressions of Janeway for the whole, the whole uh, crew, and everyone's laughing hysterically. Yeah, and I was watching you in the background. You were so jealous that he was doing Janeway impressions, they, even though he wasn't doing them. I well, here's was, the thing: he it was did, looped. It was looped, but I didn't realize because they didn't they didn't do a playback of the loop on on set. Yeah, uh, when we were there in the mess hall, it was Dwight doing his best impersonation of them right. in his own voice. And I, and right. then after the fact, you know, they changed it all, but I, yeah, you're right. I was, and they placed me right next to him too. And I, I was know like, no, you were like, you guys are, that's salt like, in the wound. Oh, Garrett is so you, jealous right now. Well, because that's my thing. My impersonations of my thing forever. <laughs> and they give it to the guest star. I, I was but it's, he's a hologram. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. Literally putting back a recording. I, 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 but every time someone has, personated somebody the episode that you didn't you direct the one where where the doctor's in seven's head or something yeah, you yeah, do that yeah. one and yeah. the doctor's uh, is being imper sorry yeah seven is doing the doctor's voice yeah and again i'm just rolling my eyes sitting in that damn scene again it's almost like the writers knew they're like this is the way that it we're just gonna just kind of like mess with him <laughs> it would have to be some sci-fi idea because harry as his normal harry self i don't believe would do impressions of anybody i don't believe as a character he would be that that like you in real life do impressions, yeah. but I don't think Harry would do that. It would have to be some sci-fi concept 
Yeah. I mean, I know over or something like, that. yeah. And I, and like I said before, I try to pitch that to them. I was like, listen, um, let's just have a B storyline where they have a ship, a ship wide talent show ship wide talent show. And Harry comes <laughs> up with his impersonations of the different members of the crew. And I said this to right. the powers that be on Voyager. And their response was like, mm, nope. So, yeah. But you do that in your stand-up thing, right? Your your show, do. you do all the impressions. So you get to do it. You've, I do get yeah. to do it finally on do the main stage 20 some two decades later, but um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, still a funny scene though, Reg is sitting there talking yes. as Janeway and then later as Tuvok and um everyone's applauding him. He is and I love when he leaves, he gets called to I think uh I think it's the doctor that calls him. Is that right? At that point, uh, yes, he's called to go to the holodeck two. The doctor calls, says, "Go to the holodeck two. Yes, and he, I, right before he does that, he's doing a Tuvok impression, and he, because Tom is very skeptical still that we're going to get home, and so he does a Tuvok impression, and he goes yeah. to mind meld. And I remember shooting this scene. Now Dwight Schultz, I love watching his performance in this episode, but he is a bit of a like when you're acting in a scene with him. I remember feeling a bit nervous sometimes because he's he's on edge. Like you feel that Dwight Schultz performance edge. And I, when I saw this moment, I remember when he had to come over and put his hand on my head. All oh, right. The and little, I remember feeling like, yeah. I remember feeling when we filmed it, like, is he going to punch me? Like, yeah. he's, a, he's a bit possessed, Dwight, when he's acting, especially <laughs> this sort of, he was a little amped up. And I remember yeah. that hand like coming over and I was like, whoa. It just I I don't know that I felt safe putting I understand like, which I know one thousand percent. I was a little to. yeah. yeah and I had that like PTSD when I saw that. I was like, oh yeah, I remember yeah. when his hand kept coming over and like because, so everyone I could is, just feel his energy through his fingers. Yeah. Like so just just to elaborate, yes. Uh what as to what Robbie is trying to tell everybody here is as actors, we I would say 99% of the other actors we work with, we understand where they're coming from. They've done their homework. They've done their preparation. They're in the scene with you and they're interacting with you. But there is that 1% of actor that they are, they're so into their character and they're, it's, it's like, you don't know. It's almost like they're a live wire. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, is this, is this live wire going to turn on you? Will you get shocked by it? Will you, you know, will you get, or you, will you just get to watch the festivities? And so, yes, there's always that one actor that, that we've all acted with where we're like, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen next. Is he going to hit me? Yes. So you felt that's how I felt. And then at the end, after that, he gets called, like you said, to the holodeck. Yeah. And he leaps over the table and that, leaps. He does this little jumpy hoppy thing, which I love. Yeah. And again, it was great. No, no one other than Dwight Schultz would have come up with that type of blocking. And he did it, you know, and yeah. it was so characteristic. But it was that sort of big, you know, uh, yeah. out of, you know, out of control is probably not the right word. No, that's not what that, no you're trying to say um, unpredictable un- behavior. Unpredictable behavior. You have no idea what yes. he's going to do next, right? Yeah. Which yeah. makes for good television, right? When you watch a great, character great like to that, watch, but you, you were mesmerized. When his, when his hand's flying at my face <laughs> over and over, I remember feeling like, oh, I don't know what he's going to do. Anyway, all right. So he, he leaps out of the room. We go into the holodeck. Yeah. And the doctor is dressed in like vintage golf wear. I had, I had no clue that the doctor was so obsessed with golf in this no. stretch of three or four episodes. And now my my business brain is moving. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this would be kind of cool if like it was Bob Picardo, Robbie McNeil and myself doing a show on Golf Channel where we're kind of like the big break. We're doing challenges and stuff or we're, we're being taught maybe we turn we're trying to lower our score you know our 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 mm-hmm. make our golf game better i mean i think that would be super cool. i don't know if bob picardo really is into golf i don't think he is but see that's that's that's, that's what would be amazing though if he is not in golf to take him from absolute scratch and teach yeah, him the basics of it you know what i'm saying it'd be yeah, amazing maybe. it'd be a lot of fun as long as he wears that outfit <laughs> that was a great outfit okay but um, this Go is ahead. an interesting scene because he, Reg comes in and there's the doctor saying, hey, 
I'm dressed for golf. Let's go do it. Because they had pro- plans already, right? Because the because the doctor says I was starting to think that you'd forgotten our tea time. So there was a plan to go golfing, but that's when Reg says, "Hey, sorry, I've already got plans with seven of nine. She's going to teach me caddiscot." Yeah. And the doctor's like, "Wait a minute. When I gave you my mobile emitter, it was about official business, not you know to learn caddiscot." And yeah. that's when Reg goes, "Oh, and golf is important." And he grabs his golf club, his driver. He got really angry. Ooh, he got got really yeah the dark side turned all of a sudden it was like what the heck is going on here but this is so. a moment where i felt like on the voyager side of the story mm. people should have started getting much more suspicious oh yeah and this but. is where i think the missed opportunity of the missing scenes or parts that i'll talk about in our bonus material sure should have started this okay. is where i think there was an opportunity yeah. a missed opportunity uh for the voyager side of things but anyway um yes he kind of lashes out but then recovers and yeah. heads off to go learn codiscot with seven and yeah. then we go back down to starfleet or to yeah. the pathfinder lab and they have they're questioning leosa yeah who is i think in, i think we're in your dad's office at this point so yeah, I couldn't tell because they're in the yeah. office and then maybe step out, but then later they're right back at the Pathfinder. Yeah, it's, it's a little confusing. Where we were. It's a little confusing. But mm-hmm. yes, Admiral Paris is questioning her. We learned she is a Dabo, te- a Dabo girl, not a teacher, <laughs> like she told Barkley. Yeah. We're starting to see, yeah, that she's not what Barkley thought she was. No. And even Admiral Paris says he thinks that she helped the Ferengi um, no. somehow. And uh, she goes, no, I, I didn't leave because of the Ferengi. I left because Reg was boring. <laughs> he is heartbroken. She, uh, she doesn't admit any any uh, wrongdoing whatsoever. And Troy says, give me a chance. Can I talk to her myself privately yeah. for a minute? And basically says, I'm an empath. I know you're lying. Tell me the truth. And she's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Yep. And Deanna basically blackmails her and says, well, I could have you held indefinitely for a psych evaluation if you want to you think i'm bluffing try me yeah and but that, before that how... happens she she dismisses admiral paris well, not dismisses but asks admiral paris for some uh, you know alone time. yeah talks to her alone yeah. yeah and then basically says i know you're lying tell me the truth or i'll yeah. stick you in a psych ward indefinitely right. we cut outside and after this threat troy has found out that she was employed by a ferengi named nunk yeah and she says she did steal the hologram twice and that nunk has that hologram on his ship now basically so mm-hmm. troy has gotten this information out of leosa i love i do love when harkins goes nunk and then leosa goes my b-, she's about to say my boyfriend but she went yeah. my b- employer <laughs> yeah so she was really good that actor yeah, she did a good um, job yeah. Great job. And we go to the Pathfinder lab. We see that we have located Nunk's ship. Pete says, there it is, uh, yeah. says it has been near this star, this red giant for the last 43 hours. Mm-hmm. And Admiral Paris says, well, there must be something valuable there. They wouldn't be hanging out there. Yeah. So the Admiral says, um, you know, contact the USS Carolina mm-hmm. and see if they can swing over there and see what's up. Yep. Uh, but it's They're only 0.7 light years away. Yeah. Maximum warp two hours they can get there. Barkley does have a moment with Lee, Leosa when he says, you know. Was everything between us a lie? Yeah. Was it all fake? Yeah. And uh, she says, well, you know, I got money goes, out of this deal. What, well, what no, she, no the sad, her line was so sad. She goes, not everything, just the parts where I expressed affection for you. That's what so it was. That, and that's so sad. Like every time she said, I love you or, I, you know, you're the best. She meant none of it at all. Yeah. Yeah. It's painful. He does ask her like, well, what's a broken heart worth these days? And she says, yes. 10%. And he's like, 10% of what? And Leosa says, profits from the nanoprobe. So this is when he realizes. Yeah. They're after seven of nine. This is the oh, that's whole true. point. Yeah. So that's a really important 10% of the value of the Borg nanoprobes, yeah. which are worth yeah. 2 billion times their weight in latinum. That's right. Wow. So now we, we have a space flyby. Janeway yeah. is talking to the doctor. The doctor wants to deactivate. He's suspicious. And yeah, he, he wants a diagnostic run on, uh, yeah. um, on the program of hollow reg. And- yeah. Cause he says, 
this this hollow hollow reg has been rude and careless and those mm-hmm. are two traits that the real barkley does not does have. not have exactly so he's suspicious Next, we go to Astrometrics. Seven is there working with Reg, and uh, Janeway comes into Astrometrics mm-hmm. and talks to Hollow Reg and tries to convince him to undergo this diagnostic. Uh, um, she says, "You've been how long has your program been running yeah. without a break?" And she also dismisses Seven. She wants to talk to him alone. So, yeah, that's right. But she basically says, "Look, you've been running nonstop since you got to the Delta Quadrant. We just need to, you know, run a few diagnostics, make sure you're running." tip-top shape and reg asks hollow reg says uh you know did the doctor ask for this and she says well yes in fact he did and he goes i thought so and he goes well if the doctor's ordering a diagnostic an exam who am i to argue or something like that <laughs> yeah yeah so he kind of handles the suspicion very well he does we go back down to the Pathfinder lab at night. And I love that nighttime shot of the building outside. It yeah, was just, that was, it was cool. cool. That exterior cool shot. shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Barkley is working very hard. He's sitting sitting with his head in his hands yeah. off in a corner. And Troy comes over. She's like, "Why? Are, what are you hiding from? Why are you over here? Yeah. And Barkley uh, says he's trying to figure out how to foil the Ferengi's plans. Mm-hmm. For the first time, Troy knows what Barkley believes the Ferengi's were trying to do. And she's like, let's share, let's tell your commanders. And Barkley says, no, no, I need some time to identify more details and really prove it. If I tell them now, you know, they're not going to believe me. So just right. keep this between us. Yeah. And even Troy thinks like, what, what do they want with the simulation technology? And Barkley's yeah. like, well, it can be used for a lot of things, slowing yeah. down the aging process, um, reanimating necrotic tissue. So there's a lot of benefits that these little nanoprobes can do other yeah. than just assimilate people. We go to, to the vo- back to Voyager. We're on the holodeck this time. Reg is sort of fritzing, getting his diagnostic. <laughs> he's getting his hollow shower, so to speak. Yeah, um, he starts the scene by saying, that tickles, Lieutenant. <laughs> so yes, it was very he's funny. He's getting tickled by it. Yeah. Bolana's there running the diagnostic. Diagnostic. Janeway's there. The doctor comes by. Yeah. Ultimately, they run the diagnostic. They can't really find anything. And Nothing. Reg apologizes to the doctor. So now you're starting to think, oh man, he dodged that bullet and he's yeah. totally charming. Well, the, the doctor apologized first. And then Reg says, well, but I owe you an apology. Yeah, I so he's charming the doctor again. Yeah. Friends, he says, and they shake hands. <laughs> I was just like, no, don't trust don't him. Trust him. Yeah. Uh, we totally. go back to the Ferengi ship. They say it's time to yeah. initiate the geodesic pulse. Mm-hmm. Um, Nunk orders them to start it up. And you like that we... graphic? You like those graphics? Yeah, the pulse pretty good. starting. Yeah, okay. that's pretty good. Yeah, got to space. We see that giant phaser beam three into one. The red giant yeah. sort of. It looks like they're drilling a hole into this red giant. It almost. does. Yeah. Uh-huh. We go back to the Starfleet Pathfinder lab. Yeah. And uh, Paris sees an alert. And they see this hole being dug into the thing. They can see that on their sensors. And Admiral Paris is like, what is that? Mm -hmm. And that's when Barkley realizes, aha, it's a geodesic fold. That's what they're trying to do. Suddenly he puts it all together. That's how they're going to get the nanoprobes. Then we go back to the Voyager bridge. So all this is happening simultaneously. Right. The Voyager bridge we see the other side of this uh, geodesic fold where Voyager is. Paris says two, 2 million kilometers in closing. Janeway orders this advanced impulse online. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like we're going to fly into this thing and all be dead in a minute. But we <laughs> cut to astrometrics and there's an alert. And Seven suddenly discovers that three different types of radiation that were not accounted for in this yeah. plan that Reg Hollow Reg brought up. Yeah. And she's starting to doubt that these shield modifications will protect the crew. <laughs> and Barkley tries to, you know, cover and say they'll work in combination with the inoculation. So he's sort of playing the inoculations against, you know, the shields again. Right. And she calls the bridge to to voice her concern. And suddenly Reg reaches his hand out, hollow reg. Yeah. Reaches it and goes into her head. head. Yeah. Which fritzes and he just oh. knocks her unconscious. Knocks her unconscious. I don't know how she survived I, that. Like I, <laughs> it's a horror movie moment. 
Yes, her head like was hand goes into into her into her side of her. Yeah, head. yeah. I don't know how there was seven of nine anymore. It, it's, <laughs> like if that happens, and by the way, she just laid there for a while, like didn't get treatment immediately. No. So no, so I don't clearly I feel like brain that damage at this point. Yes, I think right. I would. I would think. But so. Janeway calls back and says, "What is it, seven? And then Reg, in a perfect seven of nine voice, says. There was a problem, Captain, but I've corrected it. So she is now, well, Reg is now doing the voice of Seven. Yeah. Because again, he's done everyone's voices. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great that they sort of set that up earlier yeah. in the mm-hmm. comedy scene. Yes. That was that was Perfect well setup. structured. Yes, it was. Um, we go back to the Pathfinder project. They figured out that Voyager's heading towards this geodesic fold. Yeah. And Admiral Paris says, why are they doing this? Janeway would never do that. So again... Right. Even Admiral Paris thinks it's out of character. Just like me. He's on Team Robbie on this one. I felt like Janeway just took, did not verify at all. Anyway, Reg thinks the Ferengi altered his program. He could have even taken over the entire ship. Obviously, they did alter him because he's Mr. Smooth Conman. Reg says, like, maybe the Carolina can close the fold. And Admiral Paris says the Carolina isn't equipped to do that. Uh, yeah. So then, you know, more conversation goes back and forth. Can we get a message to Voyager? Uh, not with the geodesic fold. Um, you can't yeah. get through that. So there's some issues. We have some hurdles to overcome. We don't know what's going on. Yeah, it doesn't look good for, no. for us to survive this. No. Uh, we go back to the Ferengi ship. Yeah. They're talking about what they're going to buy. They're like. <laughs> oh, my God. This was gonna... a funny scene. Yeah. Yes. What are they? They're, they're going to buy their own starship with yes. multi-phasic shielding and a gold-pressed latinum hull. So yeah. we're talking about the entire hull bling. of the ship really going to be made of latinum. I'm like, oh my god! And then one of them <laughs> says, "What about a fleet of casino ships?" And yeah, oh, that's the, his line is, "We'll have enough left over after building our yeah. own starship to buy a fleet of casino ships." So yeah. again, they're going to be rich beyond rich. <laughs> and I love that Nunk. I think it's Nunk says. Yeah. At the end, what about lobe enlargement? <laughs> so he's he's imagining cosmetic surgery for bigger, bigger ears, lobes, bigger lobes, and suddenly they're hailed as they're fantasizing about all this yeah. stuff. They're hailed through and 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 it's and, coming through the fold. They say, yeah, which they're and a little shocked by. They're like, huh? This, this wait, is, yeah. How is this happening? And it's Reg. Yeah, and then Reg comes on the screen. They think it's Hollow Reg there. Yeah, and he says, "You've got to shut this, close the fold immediately." Yeah, I noticed that it's not the smooth con man Reg. It definitely Dwight played a perfect mixture of like the neurotic Barkley, real Barkley, and the con man that he's mm-hmm. trying to impersonate here. Yeah. But yeah. but anyway, on screen, uh, he Reg says Hollow Reg. They think says to them that yeah. Janeway has found out the whole plan, and you've got to shut this down. Yeah, and we cut to uh, she's furious. She said yeah, she was going to kill anyone who was behind this, and so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We cut over and see that it's the real Barkley doing this impersonation with Admiral Paris. Right. And, and uh, Troy off the Troy side. Troy is They're there. watching. Yeah. And the background, yeah. it's, they're in the hall. They're in the holodeck. So Looks like they're, actually, in they're in engineering. Yeah. With the warp yeah. core behind them. So, yeah. But, but uh, he's telling the Ferengi that Janeway is furious and she's going to hunt them down and kill them. Yeah. Cause they and were, that, they were going to warp out of there. They say, okay, we'll shut down the fold and we'll get out of here. Or we'll no, no, they said, here we're just going to get out of here, period. And, and he's like, no, 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 no. I need you to you shut down. Know, yeah. He you, goes, you, you don't know. You don't know what kind of weapons they have too. Yeah. They've got technology. You don't even understand. Yeah, they have, you can't fight. You can't hide from them. You can't hide from her no. because she has Borg interquadrental warp drops. He's <laughs> making up things. Herogen hunting sensors. And Herogen hunting sensors <laughs> and Vidian phage torpedoes. Torpedoes, yeah. So he's making up all this stuff to terrify them and it works. Yeah, and he says the only hope, your only hope is to close the fold. So that's his whole point. Just close yeah. the darn fold. And they do. They actually they do. listen to this and they start yeah. closing the fold. Uh, we jump back to the bridge, and Kim says, well, something's wrong, Captain. And uh, Reg, hollow Reg, astrometrics the bridge, why are we stopping? And Janeway's like, well, the fold's collapsing, Reg. We didn't make it in time. So it seems like, you know, his plan's not going to work. It's not going to happen. And But he does say, well, it's not too late. If we remodulate the shields, like, it can still happen. And Janeway's like, you know, we appreciate this, but we just can't risk it. You did all that you could. And that's when Kim says, hey, someone just initiated a site-to-site transport. It's Seven and Reg. 
They've mm-hmm. beamed to an escape pod. And of course, Janeway is trying to call Seven. Seven doesn't respond. And Janeway says, put a tractor beam on it. Too much interference. So Chakotay mm-hmm. says, can you get a transporter lock? And then we kind of get out of that scene. So now we leave it up to the viewer to know whether, did it happen? Did it not happen? We don't know. I did like the outside that when the the escape pod sort of exits Voyager's yes. hull, yes. like that door opened up and it popped yeah. out of the side. I thought yeah. that was a cool shot. It was a cool shot. Yeah. But we don't, yeah. yeah we don't know. Says, try we try no to get a, uh, you know, uh, lock and beam them out. Yeah. So we don't know what happens. We go to the Ferengi ship and mm. sensors pick up this escape pod. Right. And and the Ferengi don't know what's happening. They don't know what's, <laughs> no, what's says coming a phage through. torpedo, like a Vidian yeah, phage torpedo. Phage torpedo, brace for impact, and they duck out they of the They all hide. It's just like, it, like that's going to do anything. <laughs> I know. Brace for impact. They duck down. Very funny. And then they pick up this escape pod, and the Ferengi <laughs> are excited. It, it, um, they don't pick it up. It runs into them. It, goes, oh, it, runs it into just them. hits them. Yeah. yeah. Yes. They think that that uh, Hollow Red just sent them seven, basically. The Borg, yeah. yeah. They think yeah. maybe they, he sent it through. Yeah. They they sc- uh, scan the pod yeah. and pick up nothing on board. So they realize <laughs> there's nothing, which and means... great, great ending lines. Nothing. No Borg no, corpse. No nanoprobes. And Nunk goes, no profit. <laughs> that was yeah. the end of that scene. That's yeah. funny. Uh, we go to space. We have a Captain's Log supplemental, yeah. seven of nine has recovered from her injuries and Reg has been deactivated mm-hmm. until we finish analyzing his program. His motivations remain a mystery. <laughs> and uh, we go to the mess hall. There's Torres and Paris trying to cheer up Harry. <sighs> it's with a slice of uh, pie in front Is, of him. Key lime pie, maybe? I thought it was apple pie with some oh, whipped cream yeah, or ice cream or but something. But it was green. Uh, the filling, oh. but he's playing with this food. He's kind of hitting. He's it. playing with it. He doesn't yeah. want to eat his pie. Yeah, and he said it would taste better in San Francisco. Clearly bummed out. Yeah, that uh, that you know they didn't get back home. Man, I should have known this was Doherty because like look at the lines right here. Right, and I say because you your line is as I'm poking it, you're like making first contact with a new life form. Like that's so Doherty to me. Yeah, I, I should yeah. have known that. But then Tom says something about well, didn't you hear that? Uh, he tries to cheer him up and he makes up this story that there's another way we're going to get home next week, maybe even. And Bel- and Harry's like, no, you're, you know, you're lying. He doesn't right. believe him. Well, Torres then, jumps on the bandwagon with you, right? Yeah, yeah. she jumps on the bandwagon. She's like, no, he's, he's telling the truth. He's telling the truth. And then finally, Harry's like, really? Yeah, because well, Harry even says, I'm not that gullible. And Torres says, it's true. I was there. The captain doesn't want us to get, you know, our hopes up. But uh, personally, I think we'll be home by the end of the week. And that's when Harry does get gullible and says, he does get serious. And I do like my change of my face. I went from totally skeptical to like, oh, my God, it's real. And then Torres says, you were right about him. And it's the jokes on Harry. It was fun to see uh, Balana getting in on some Yeah, she typically doesn't mischief. do that. So it's, yeah, I like that. Yeah, she like doesn't that. usually play the mischief card. No, no. Yeah, Tom's wearing off. You're on rubbing her. off on her. I am. Back in San Francisco, Barkley yeah. is working uh, on adding more security features to his, <laughs> his hologram and Troy. <laughs> He adds adds you know high security level features. Troy steps in, and and then Barkley says something like "identify yourself." Or yeah, something. but the way he says it, it's very aggressive. Very aggressive. It's like very identify aggressive. yourself, yeah. <laughs> and that's and, his hologram, actually. Yeah, Troy's yeah. like, "What is going on?" He's, <laughs> he explains, "I'm trying to make him more secure." But then she invites Reg to go on a double date, and he. I love when he says, oh, "I don't want to be a third in a cell." Yeah, <laughs> again, Robert <laughs> Doherty. Third in the cell. Good job. Very oh cute. God. But she goes, no, there's a friend of uh, Will Will Riker, and it's a teacher named Marl. Mar- Mar- Meryl. Yeah. Yes. Like as in Meryl Sh- Schindler. Oh, yeah. yeah could see? be. Yeah. Mary Howard, Meryl Schindler. There we go. Oh. That's what I thought it was. So. Teacher named Meryl. And, yeah. she, and I love how Troy goes, this time it's a real She's a teacher. real teacher. He's a real teacher. It's <laughs> not a Dabo girl. <laughs> ultimately you know he doesn't really want to go but then troy convinces him to get out of the office and get back into life again yeah and he yeah. agrees so happy ending along. for reg he's gonna yeah. get back out there into life um definitely okay so there you go what is your 
takeaway? Do you have a, a lesson? Mind from lesson this, or theme you know, is theme. cheaters never prosper. It's the old, <laughs> it's the old adage. Cheaters never prosper. <laughs> Brangy tried to cheat everybody and it just didn't work out. You know, I think that's the, that's the, uh, the lesson for me. Okay. My lesson is never loan out your mobile emitter to another hologram. Never. Bad. Ever. Bad. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. Um, all right. All right. So that's, that's our episode. What, um, what about the rating? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So my rating of this episode, I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 8.2. So pretty high. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go up a little higher. Wow. Yeah. I'm surprised. I had fun with um, it. I really did. I did. I, just, I agree I, with you. I, I enjoyed this episode. And even though there's a lot of holes, even though, as yeah. I said before, I don't think it's Alan Craker's best directing. Yeah. It's fine. And I just was entertained. Okay. So yeah. The flaws took it down for me a bit and the lack of our entire cast being deeply involved that took it down a little bit, but it still, for me was a 7.5. Okay. Pretty good. You know, that's, a, that's a good rating. That's a good rating. Yeah. What's the uh, Admiral and the, captain's group rating? The Admiral and captain's average, average rating, rating is 6.8. Oh man. So you low. and I went, Quite a bit higher. We went higher. See, I thought you were going to say six. I thought because of the fact that this wasn't Alan's greatest ter- uh, perfor- uh, directorial, uh, yeah. you know, job. I, I thought you were going to go six point something. So yeah, no, but I thought seven point five. It up a little bit more. I yeah. might have even gone to an eight because I was just entertained. Yeah, it was an it, it was an entertaining episode. Dwight's and best episode. Really, it was Dwight Schultz's. Yeah, um, you know, not his swan song, but his uh, his uh, his. You know, his this is the like if I was him, this was the episode that I would show people like, look, check out what I've done in this. Episode, oh, yeah. Which really. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our recap and discussion of Inside Man. Join Robbie and I next week when we tackle the episode Body and Soul. Oh. What was oh. that reaction? We'll see. That's next week. Oh, yeah, that is next week. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. Mm-hmm.